So I was like, why don't I bike from like San Francisco to LA, uh, which is like, uh, I don't know, it's like 600 miles or something like that. <laughs> why don't I do that over a couple of days and just like bike down there and kind of like document the whole thing, vlog it and like kind of tag him and all this stuff. So eventually he sees it and he's like, damn, this kid really wants the job, you know? Hey guys, this is episode number 11 of Backstage Career, the podcast where I talk to the people who are working behind the scenes with some of the biggest entrepreneurs and creators out there. This episode is a little different since I'm actually the guest being interviewed for this one. Here's some background about how this happened. So I've been following this guy on Instagram called Tom Boyd, who's posting short motivational clips to help content creators get over their limiting beliefs. And as some of you know, I started this podcast at the beginning of the year, and I've committed to posting an episode every single week, at first for the first 90 days, but we're coming on the second quarter, and I plan on keeping this experiment up. And it's not always easy to put out something consistently every single week. And Tom's content honestly really helps any creator to kind of like push through those periods of limiting beliefs and self-doubts. And so the other day I just hit him up. I sent him a DM on Instagram saying, yo, your content's dope. Keep it up, man. It really helps. And he replied saying, thanks, dude. Uh, let's hop on a quick call. I'd love to hear your story. That quick call ended up lasting four hours long. And I want to say we started a bromance of sorts. Tom's a fascinating guy. To give you a couple of highlights about him, uh, he co-wrote I Love College with Asher Rott and was his creative partner for the first year as Asher was blowing up. That party last night was awfully crazy. I wish we taped it. I danced my face off and had this one girl completely naked. Drink my drink. He worked closely with Scooter Braun in the early days when Scooter had just bought this 13-year-old kid called Justin Bieber. And now he's on a mission to become the Tony Robbins for content creator. I'm just scratching the edges of his story with those teasers. But so naturally, I wanted to bring him on the podcast. And he agreed, but he had one condition. He wanted to interview me for this podcast first. And so I agreed. And this is what you're about to listen to. I hope you enjoy. If you do, I really would appreciate if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know what you thought. Apparently, that really helps more awesome people like you discover the show. All right, let's dive in. Check it out. This is an interesting format. I'm interviewing Jeremy for his podcast. Jeremy and I met the same way everyone else meets in this era through the DMs. And we had a phone call and we you know, had a fun conversation. And during the con conversation, we realized we, ha we were in alignment for a lot of topics and, and discussions and values when it comes to the creator economy. And he started telling me a little bit about his podcast and then a little bit about his career and some of the jobs that he's had. And he's worked as Tom Bilyeu's social media manager. And currently he works as, so I'm like doing your whole intro for your own channel. We currently <laughs> you work as Noah Kagan's YouTube producer, correct? Correct. You got it all, all right. right. So you get you gave me a little little insight to those stories, and then you told me about the podcast that you also create on the side as a side passion. And I'm like, yo, man, I want to interview you for your channel because 
this story is so cool. So I cut you off and I said, listen, let's save some of this great content and have a conversation and go deep and talk about your experience working with Tom and working with Noah. So I'm going to read the description to your, for anyone that's new to this, to your Backstage Careers podcast. Okay, let's do it. Got this from your website, right? So Backstage Careers is a podcast where I interview the linchpins who are working behind the scenes and with some of the biggest entrepreneurs and creators out there. My goal, Jeremy's goal, with the podcast is to show you what it's like working with these influential people and how you can land a job working for someone you look up to. So you did exactly that with Tom and with Noah. So let's go to the beginning. Okay. Before you met Tom, where's your head at? Where's your head at and, and where are you? Okay, so I was in college. I was in college, so I'm originally from France. Moved to Silicon Valley when I was 19 because I wanted to work. I was really uh, interested in tech uh, and entrepreneurship. I want—I mean, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And uh, I just kept hearing people mentioning like San Francisco, Silicon Valley. And it seemed like every every new thing came out of that place, right? And so I was like, I need, I need to, you got, I, I got to get some part of this action, right? So I'm going to cut you off there. What was it like making that leap? I, I mean, some people, you know, they, they drive two hours they, or, or, you know, it's the, the college is in their backyard, but you flew across the world to be in the center of the action. What was it like making that first initial leap? Yeah. So just for some, uh, some context, my mom is American. Uh, okay. And so I'm I'm half American. I have like this double citizenship. Oh, so you you grew up? Where did you live though before you you moved to San Fran? So I grew up in France, in the northeast of France, like a little small wine growing region. And every summer we would come to the states as okay. kids. So we have family Michigan, Vegas, and some in Southern California. Okay, so you, you've been around more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, and I think that those trips as kids was like one of the the biggest reason I wanted to move as well. It's kind of yeah. like you know, like I've been reading Tony Robbins like like not too long ago. So it's like you have this like pleasure and pain, you know, and like mm-hmm. whatever brings you pleasure, you, you like it kind of like imprints on your brain, right? And you want to do more of that, like whatever whatever harms you, whatever hurts you, you just like move away. You move away from that, right? And so I think that like the trips as kids, me, my brother, my family, every summer, like they were so like the emotion was so high. It was just like it's like like all the all the all the good American stuff, you know, like the fast foods, like the like California, the beaches, the road trips, you know, and just like the the people, like the people were just so so nice out like whenever we went, you know, and we just had a blast and. I think that just like always made me feel like an American, even though I was living in France. And just like, I was always like, one day I'm going to live in the States. Amazing. So you're in San Fran, you make the leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was actually in college in Barcelona and I dropped out because I, like, I think that path was leading me down like kind of like an accounting, banking, finance, classic like business route, you know? And I really wanted to like kind of, Get my bearings like with entrepreneurship, right? So I was like, I'm gonna work for a startup. I I worked like a like a graveyard shift. I can't move back to France with my parents for a couple of months. Just w- like worked in like a refrigerated warehouse, like make enough money to basically buy a plane ticket. Plus have I had like five hundred dollars in the bank account, and uh, and I get that one way ticket. Was doing some couch surfing just because uh, on a budget, right? And that's how. 
I met, believe it or not, uh, the first the startup I ended up working with through Couchsurfing. Okay, so you're in San Fran, and did you already commit to going to college then, or did you? Was that after you got there? So there was this path I was interested in, which was like I, I it was kind of like a like insurance policy going to college still, and mm-hmm. so what the path I had figured out before moving was. Like I, I, I was never in favor of like paying a lot for college. I was like, it's just not worth it for me to to get in debt for college, you know. And I was like, the only way I would do it is if it's like pretty much if I can pay for it, if I can graduate debt free. And so this yep. this path that I found out about that if I went to community college first two years, I could transfer into like a like a reputable school, which I thought could be could be interesting and valuable, and. And also in that process, I could establish resi- residency in California, which would allow me to get like a really good like f- like financial aid and basically like graduate debt free. And that's that's what happened. Like during two years, I was going to community college. I was like working full time, like during the day at the startup, uh, kind of getting like my marketing bearings, you know, just like learning on the go, getting customers for the company. And then in the evening, I would take night classes. Which was also the perfect balance for me because, like, it allowed, like, I'm kind of like ADD. And so, like, just sitting in class all day is just like not for me. That's kind of why I dropped out <laughs> the first time. And so, like, being able to balance both, like, work and then, like, study is like more of like a intellectual pursuit in the evening, you know, it was like, it was the perfect balance. Okay. So you're, you're in school. Well, at what part uh, of your college career did you come across Tom Bilyeu and, and how, how does that, how do you even start with that? He's he's a he's someone that is, I imagine he's hard to get in front of. So th- let's go to the, the the beginning of that story. Yeah, I actually didn't know Tom at all until one day. I think it was my my junior year of college. I so I was already at UC Berkeley. There was this conference going on in Oakland by this company, uh, the Hustle, which some of you might know from their newsletter. But they started off as a events company where they would just like reach out to some of like the the most inspiring like founders out there and like bring them all in this event to share kind of like their lessons around business and it's kind of like a I want to describe it as like a entrepreneur conference right where it's like like everyone that wants to really start a company you go there to like kind of get inspired and he was one of the speakers and again before he stepped out on stage like no clue who he was. And I sat through his his speech, which was like a story, basically him sharing his story of how uh, how he he's the founder of Quest Nutrition, and so but he has like a very racks to riches story, right? Where he he was, I mean, he he just grew up like a regular kid, you know, that that kind of had his own struggles with like obesity and just like work working, like kind of finding the the motivation to to get himself to work, kind of stuck in dead end jobs, right? And like. He's sharing his. He shared his story of like how he transformed from this guy to someone that started a billion dollar company, right? And just like legendary entrepreneur. And I was so inspired by it. And if you hear him speak, you just know that he's. I mean, he can get a whole room to feel like chills from like like what's possible with. Uh, I mean, what's possible to achieve, right? Like for anyone, you know. 
I, I totally agree with you. The, the first time I ever saw him, it was on at like a random Instagram clip that came across m my timeline. And I got chills from watching that. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, so you're in there, you're seeing this person for the first time. And you say, in your, does it click in your head, I need to be around that person? Yeah. So I, I literally, during the speech, uh, I decided like, I'm going to work for this guy. Because uh, I think what I, I told you last time, like he himself and his story, he basically, one of the pivotal moments is like, he decided like, oh, like two things I want in my life. I want a six pack ab and I want to be rich, you know? <laughs> and he, at some point in his, uh, in his journey, he comes across these two entrepreneurs that are that are, I mean, they're ripped, you know, they're just like freaking ripped and they're rich because, I mean, they have like a successful business and he's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to go work for them and like whatever it takes, whatever it costs, uh, I'm going to show them that, I, I mean, I'm basically going to learn everything from them and like uh, surround yourself with the five people like you, you like, I mean, you're the average of the five people you're five around, people, like yep. according to that law, like if I spend enough time around them, eventually I'll be like them, right? That was kind of his thing and and that worked out for him. And so he mentions that in his speech, and like, I mean, it probably like struck something with me. It was like, hey, like, I can do this with this guy, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, this guy, yeah, this guy was just an average guy, and like, he has this exceptional transformation story. And he had just, he had just exited Quest, and he was starting this new company, Impact Theory, which is a media company um, whose mission is to just give everyone, like, basically, spread the. Spread the mission of like spread spread the word that anyone can develop an empowering mindset, a growth mindset, mm -hmm. and that's through like through all the media they're putting out, right? Through social media, uh, through his interviews, courses, and eventually the, through yeah, through yeah. movies. They want. I mean, they're basically building a movie studio. But anyway, so he was just starting this company. And it's like he maybe had five employees at the time, and and I was like, wait a second, there's this guy who started a billion dollar company that's starting from scratch. Like he's more accessible than he's ever been, and he probably he probably needs help. And he himself preaches like 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 his 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 biggest advice was like spend ninety like like find the person that's living your ideal life and go spend ninety days like go pitch them to work for free for ninety days in exchange for skill and connection and I can do I mean I can basically play his playbook on him you know <laughs> and so I was like that day I decided <laughs> I'm going to go work for him my man yeah <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing so what's so you what's the first action step you take towards making that a reality yeah so the next 2 weeks I basically that's all I had on my mind and I was just brainstorming like how can I get his attention and so there's there's two way I came up with. The first one is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I still can still share it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it in case in case someone wants to use it today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was living in the in the Bay Area in uh, North California at the time, and their headquarters was in Beverly Hills in L.A. And so I was like, Tom, and Tom is a very like he's kind of like um, he likes the hard work, you know. He's like he he likes. People that can show him that can, they can work hard. He likes the grind, you know, and like the, the whole process. And so I was like, my mom was like, why don't I bike from like San Francisco to LA, uh, which is like, uh, I don't know, it's like 600 miles or something like that. <laughs> like uh, to give you an example, like in a car trip, it's like 
I think it's like six to six to ten hours, right? And I was like, why don't I do that over a couple of days and just like bike down there and kind of like document the whole thing, vlog it, and like kind of tag him and all this stuff. So eventually he sees it and he's like, damn, this kid really wants the job, you know? I did like a little like a little A-B test of that like one weekend where I took my bike and I had never done like any type of long distance bike biking. And I did like a four-hour bike ride for the first time and literally I could not could not walk or sit or do anything for the following week. And so I was like, probably not the best idea. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I love that you practiced it. Uh, most people wouldn't go to the length to to test it, even think about it. But you're like, I'm going to test this. I'm going to I'm going to see how this plays out. Uh, th- now, when you're doing this, what year is that? What what, what year? Uh, so I think that was 2017. Still, so that was in my okay. junior year. It was like 2017. Yeah. And then, how long after seeing him at the conference did you do the test the the bike scenario out? That was like the next weekend. <laughs> oh, like right away. <laughs> You're like, I'm hitting the ground. All right, cool. So you realize, so, so did you, you ended up not going that, that route? You, you, yeah, you decided and, something a little less strenuous? Yeah, and honestly, I'm kind of like, I wish I had gone through for it because just like it would have made for such a cool story. But, but around the same time, I was like, what if I, I try this other thing, which is what if I, 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 I quickly like just, I was just brainstorming a bunch of ideas and one of them was, mm-hmm. what if I look up, what if I buy the, this website, I want to work for impacttheory.com and I turn it into like the ultimate like video sales letter, like resume to pitch myself to them, right? In like a kind of like a creative way. I, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, people make sales pages all the, all the time for their product and it's they want to get this clear defined message of what this potential value could be for them to their their customers. And in your mind, like you're there's one person that's your core demographic. And yeah. It's Tom. And yeah. and you need to get this message across because you know that he's busy. You know that, you know, when you do get his attention, it's it's got to be something that stands out. Seth Godin talks about when, I, I don't know if you ever heard this story from Seth, but I guess when he was applying to a bunch of like design marketing firms or something, I forget what he was applying to. But he said at that time, everyone would send in their portfolios or their, their like application in like a manila folder. And it was the same manila folder, like it was just like the common one, right? He created one that was a half an inch bigger than all the other ones. So whenever it was on people's desk, like, you know, the stack of manila folders, his would be the one that was always popping out. Yeah, I love that. And you need that little bit. And like your example is like the digital age of that half an inch, like standout, standing out technique. Yeah, and it's a common pattern I see like from all the guests on on the podcast. It's just like they they all have, and it's funny because they're all different. Which is like if you listen to all of these episodes, like they all have like a, a different thing of like how they stood out. Like last week, I was interviewing this guy who I don't know if you know Consulting dot com. It's like a big uh, big online um, business course. But he basically to get his first job. He retargeted some like his job was like the direct like as a director of marketing. He mm-hmm. retargeted like one person on Facebook. So like all they saw was like his ads of like, I want to work for you. Like it's stuff you like can, that. It's you like, can do that. You can send an ad. I don't to think you one. can do it any anymore. At the time okay. you could. It's like a yeah, custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you upload their email and like I mean Facebook has all your data, oh, right? And so like they, they can retarget yeah. you again and again. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's, that's brilliant. Like nowadays someone could make an Instagram page where it's just like, I want to work with s- such and such. And like each thing is just like an example of like the value that they could they could bring to that person. No, exactly. There's so yeah, many ways, so, man. And- there's so many ways. You brought up some of the other podcasts, that podcast guests, and one consistent thing that I saw, and you know, everyone's route was different. Everyone's like final goal was different. But the one thing I saw Everyone had something else in mind at the beginning. Everyone was like, I went to school for engineering or like I wanted to go for this. And then like this whole other opportunity uh, presented themselves. Uh, Amanda mentioned something like that. And then uh, the gentleman that, I forget his first name. Uh, Josh. uh, The work for, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said that he went to school for totally something different. And then this other opportunity, and this, this happened with you too. Like you didn't really know, but just from following your curiosities, just from like kind of testing your waters, putting your toes in certain areas, you were like, oh, this is something that's calling me. Yeah. And it's another thing about like going to work for like these people that you're following on social media that you look up to is like, like you don't, like a cool thing is like you don't exactly need to know like what you want to do, but like being in that environment is going to expose you to like so many different like trades and skills and like you can kind of like figure out your lane as you're going, you know? You can just like, yeah. you know that you're excited about like what the person is working on and like by joining their team, you contribute to a mission that you believe in yourself and but in that process, you like can figure out like, oh, like where do I fit into this world? Like what value can I add? You know? Yeah, it's like you don't know exactly what's possible yet, but like once you get exposed to their worlds, like their fish tank, their way of seeing things, you start to have all these ideas like, oh, this is what's possible if I apply myself. Yeah. So so where are we at with this? We are uh you just sent out yeah, so what do you do with the sales page? Like how do you you still gotta get it in front of him? Yeah. Yeah, so first of all, the, the sales page is basically a video recorded of myself where I was like pitching myself directly to him and the team. And I was like, this is Do you why. Have that? Do you have that video? I think, yeah. That's I think, I, yeah, I can actually include the link to it. Like, I think I still have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the website, I don't. I had it on uh, I had it on a WordPress and it's like one of those things where like the domain expired and I, I ignored yeah, it, you know? Like, and like yeah, it disappeared like, forever. You know, I at 27 bucks. <laughs> and I even tried to, to <laughs> yeah. And I even tried to look at, you know, like Wayback Machine, like the Internet Archive. Like I tried to look that up, but it's like it's it didn't didn't keep a capture of it. But yeah, cool. so it was like that video of me pitching myself directly, and then the rest of the website was like like just my my experience and then like Every opportunity I saw where I could add value, so it's like it was like social media samples, uh, uh, like video clips. It was like lead magnets, like to collect emails and stuff, and like everything I saw that I could add value, like designs for T-shirts for their merch. You know, I just like put everything up on the website, and every value prop was like a different page. And how do you, what do you do with it now? You start emailing, start DMing. Yeah, so I basically I DM'd it to like everyone that worked there, like on all social media. Like I basically harassed them. <laughs> and well, there's a fine line, but uh, I basically just like send it to everyone that was working there. And the funny thing is, I ended up getting a response from the general like connect inbox, which is on their website. And the email was, "Hey, the team and Tom saw the website. We freaking love it." Uh, why don't you come out for an interview for an internship? When when are you free? 
And I was like, yeah, I can I can fly out tomorrow, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was on Wednesday, well, and so the following day was like a Thursday, and I was like, I just flew out on the Thursday morning. I was like a marketing class or something like that. Um, I was so skipping. you canceled your marketing class to go get a marketing job. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's that's something too. They would never teach in that marketing class. Like, but like you doing that, you having that bias towards action to do that thing is what it takes though. Like that's, that's what allows people to stand out and get these really fun, cool opportunities. How did you get people's addresses? How did you get the Tom Bilyeu's team's contacts? So LinkedIn is a really good tool. So basically mm-hmm. like, I don't know at the time, but like whoever has impact theory, you just search like uh, impact theory and like whoever comes up, you know, you just reach out to them. So you can reach out to them directly on LinkedIn. Then you look them up on Instagram. You can also like, uh, you can guess emails, which is like, uh, there's this tool you can use, hunter.io, which is really, really good. Basically, it's an incredible tool. Oh, you use it too? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I do is I, I look up, I'll look up like impact theory email format and the first thing that usually comes up is this uh, this website, Rocket Reach. I don't know if we're getting too technical, but... Uh, nah, let's do it. <laughs> so Rocket Reach, normally a paying website, but when you look in Google, like company name and then email format, like they're usually like the first thing that comes up and they'll give you like a percent chance of like, here's like the different email formats this company uses. And it works better for bigger companies, but it will usually be like, like first first name let it would be like first name dot last name at company dot com you know first like first the first name letter plus last name at you know it will give you the email format which you can kind of emulate and then you use hunter.io to verify that the email actually goes through so you don't actually send like 10, 10 emails to like so you don't get booted from their email system you know so hunter.io verifies it for you and then you have the email it's super simple man you can reach anyone super in the world simple. You can, you can. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. If you, if you, if you, and here's the thing: the the people that you're reaching out to, to if you have a genuine interest in adding value to their world, and and you understand presentation and 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 how to communicate, it's it's okay. Mm. The 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 problem is, you know, people might you know, just just a disclaimer to anyone that is like understanding this and seeing this and say, oh, I want to reach out to so and so. Keep in mind that they're getting a lot of people that are reaching out to them, and it still takes a, a bit of tactfulness and and to understanding where they're at, seeing where their perspective pie is to to get across to them. So you you send it out to them, and they re, just the general email responds to you. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't even matter. Yeah. It didn't even matter. Didn't even actually didn't even matter. We talked all, all about like how to get their emails, but the one that was like on their website is the one that. Responded to you. So that's the thing uh, that you that you nailed. You can pretty much reach like if you want, you can like you can get Elon Musk or whoever is the busiest person in the world to see your message. The problem is not for you to get in touch with them. The problem is for you to catch their attention. Like like, and that's what the website. That's why I think I got a response back to from the general inbox. Right, it was just like very casual, like. I think if you need that piece, it's kind of in marketing you call it the lead magnet. You know, you need that thing that's gonna be like, oh, like this guy is impressive. Let's bring him on, and then you can reach anyone. You know, so it's like the yep. question is like, how do you capture someone's attention, and like how how do you make it worth their while to give you like a couple minutes to make your pitch? You know, so you 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 got their attention. They emailed you. They said, when can you meet us? 
you book a flight. You fly out there. You go straight to Tom Bilyeu's, what, studio? As Bunker? A- where, where, where is he? <laughs> I don't have to say where he is, but like what you land, you go right there. Do you do any prepping? Like, are you nervous? What's going on? What's, what's, what's going on in your head? Yeah, I was, I mean, I was super nervous. But uh, they they sent me this this ad this address. They sent me this address, and uh, so I I mean, I pull up. I, I took an Uber, you know, like show me the yep. address, and like I don't know if I knew this at the time, but it, it they basically work out of Tom's house. Okay, which is I mean, it's it's a nice house, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I show up to this house, and it's like. Like Uber drops me off. The like the door to his to his house is like it's like three times my height. You know, it's like <laughs> ginormous. You know, and so yeah, yeah. I'm already nervous as hell. Like Tom opens the door. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, and and his dog is like barking in the background. You know, it's like he's like, "Come in." Walk into his house, and in the living room, they were they were like all the people that were working there at the time, which was like maybe like ten people, were working out, like uh, around this his living room table. And so I come in and like sit down and straight away it's basically like an interview in front of like like the whole impact the crew at the time and Tom starts like firing questions he's like he's so so wait wait so are you, you're like are you both still standing up does he like does he like you two like sit in front of everyone and like are they purposely all there no like is that something that he wanted to everyone to kind of hear the conversation What's the setup? I need to, I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's how, uh, I mean, it was a small team at the time. That's just how, yeah. that was the setup. They, they were just all working around the table. Yeah. And uh, I guess, I guess he, he, he likes to get the, the team's input, right? It's like, it's like he wanted the whole team's input. So he just did it. Yeah. Like we didn't go to another room. We just did it there in front of everyone, right? Yep. And like he started like firing questions and he's very, like for interviews, he's, He's very good, like, because he's run, like, he's interviewed like thousands of people, like, for Quest Nutrition. It's like he's very, he's done. He he's an expert. He's a master pretty much at interviewing. Like, what he tries to do is like tries to dig into your soul to figure out, like, <laughs> no, seriously, like that's how he would describe it. He like tries to dig <laughs> dig into your soul to figure out, like, like who are you at a core, you know? And so like he's he has a very good understanding of like just human nature, you know? And so he's like tries to, I think. Put you off balance to like really understand you and like what drives you and all that stuff. Now, now I don't know. I don't know Tom personally. I'm a big fan. I, I watch a lot of his content. I feel like he's probably looking at you like like square in your eyes, and, and he's like <laughs> examining all your mannerisms. You know, like are your shoulders hunched? Are you know? Oh, are yeah. you addressing the room? You know, is, is that what it, is that what it's like? Yeah, I mean, uh, he he's. Yeah, he's he's an intimidating guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, in like in a great way. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I would be like, I mean, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, all right, yeah, I, I, this guy's really pays attention. He's very curious about this interaction right now. This is the only thing he's locked in, and I appreciate that. So you're standing in front of him, and what? Where are some of the? Do you remember any of the questions, or is it a blur? I don't remember any specific questions. I think, I think he. I, he wanted to figure out what I really wanted, you know. And the funny thing is, like at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted, and so I think I did an okay job, like kind of like yeah. I don't want to say bullshitting my way, my my way through, but like kind of like I I I kind of knew what I wanted. Like I knew I wanted to impact. It was kind of like the cliche stuff of like I want to impact people. I want to have an impact. I want to yeah. I want to have an impact on the world. And I want to I want to do work that matters, you know. But it's like very cliche. It's like. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know. I just, I just knew that it was the right path. 
So you get the full interview. What was it? Ten minutes? An hour? I think it lasted like thirty minutes to an hour. It actually lasted pretty long. And just like chatting around with with um, like the employees were asking me questions, uh, and we were just like exchanging, you know. Yeah. And and what was the exact like position? It was. This was a. This was a probably like a social, but like a marketing internship. I think that's okay, what it was. So yeah. not paid. Not unpaid. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So what happens? So what happens is uh, Tom at the time is like, I am, he was like, from my standpoint, like, from my standpoint, I, I, I think I love the hustle. Like, I think you'd be a great addition to the team. But today, like our marketing director today is, he's not here today. And so let, like, let me connect you guys and you guys can do like another like additional interview. And then, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss the details. And so, what was happening at the time, I had like a brief conversation with the marketing director at the time, but what was happening in the background, which I didn't know, is that the marketing director was like on his way out. He was, I think he was uh, moving to NorCal, uh, actually. And so I basically got an email back like, sorry, we'll be unable to offer you an internship position at this time. The thing is, I, I didn't know that the everything that was going on in the background for me, I was like, oh, like I got rejected. I basically didn't get the job, which I mean, yeah. I didn't get the job. <laughs> I didn't get the internship. <laughs> but I was just crushed because I was like, "This is over," you know. Like, like at the time, I was like, "This all is all that work, all that work." And it's like I really did not see myself working anywhere else after like getting so excited about this company. I was like, "This is." I was I was meant for this for this company, you know. I was meant to work there, and like I I, I don't want to. At the time, I was sort of interested in tech, you know. But I was like, after all of this, I'm not interested in this. Uh, like at the same degree, you know. It's just it would just be a job versus here. It's like. This is like different, you know, and I there it was a couple of days where I was like, yeah, almost like something like someone died, you know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, You're just like upset. great grief, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just kind of like sunk. Yeah, and just like, just like I feel kind of deflated. I don't know like what direction next to go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so what was the next? The next action. Yeah, and then and then I came to a realization like, hey, like if since you really want this job, like why don't you keep trying? You know, like like it's kind of like the stupid thing of like just like persevering in something. You know, it's like I was like, if I burn the boats, burn the boats. I was like, that's that. yeah, yeah. If I keep if I keep trying and I keep trying to add value, like like unless there's a fine line between like being kind of like annoying, you know, and like annoying, yeah. Very fun and keeping like adding value like without like being annoying, and so I was like, if I keep just like trying to add value, but like just not being pushy, not being too pushy either, you know, and just like very sleekly like adding value, keep and again and again and again, like at some point they they have to hire me, you know, and so that's kind of the strategy I had, and this was this was like an entire year where I was basically I was trying to establish rapport with like people that were working there. So other interns that were working there, for example, and I was, I was just, I was trying to establish a connection with people that were on the inside as well. That weren't Tom, because obviously I was trying to DM Tom because he had answered my DM initially, you know. And but it's like obviously he's he's too busy, you know. He's running a company, and and so I got I got in touch with a couple of the people. Once one guy specifically, Will, who still works there, um, and I just and what does Will do? He's he he does marketing. He's kind of like a marketing generalist. We he does everything right now. He's, he's He's focused he's on make stuff happen. Yeah, he's he's the hustler. What does what he work? What does he what does he work on now? 
right now he's focused on Impact Theory University and kind of getting customers for uh, Impact Theory University. Yeah. And yeah, so I was just talking, I was communicating with him, kind of like just curious, like asking what he was working on, and and eventually build this this rapport. And I was like, hey, like I like here are some social assets. I kept like basically sending him like free samples that he could use and trying to help him in his job. I think at some point I was like, oh, can we hop on the call? Like I'd love to hear like what what areas like Impact Theory really needs uh, help with that I could like I have a lot of free time at the time since I'm in college. Like I'd love to. Like help you guys with anything, you know. And I think he he hopped on a call, uh, and like it kind of like went like that for like a couple of months. And at some point, he was like, "Hey, I think there's a business development internship that's opening up. Like, would you be interested?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> like, of course, you know." And um and yeah, what's funny is around this time, like I was always like had an eye on their job board, you know. And so I was like. Whenever there was a job, I would like that I was like remotely qu- like qualified for. I would like apply, and so at the same time, I was interviewing for this uh, social media manager position, and I, I made it to the final interview, which with the co-founder uh, Lisa's wife. So, wait, so so you applied to two positions? Yeah. <laughs> so so I think I had started the process of applying for this <laughs> social media Before. position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, in the process, he was like, oh, by the way, we have an internship. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's do it, you know. <laughs> and I made it to the final round of interviews for the social media position, with, which was with Tom's wife, who's the co-founder of the company as well. And yep. she right away like realized I was totally underqualified for the position. Uh, but she was like, hey, <laughs> but like, I think we have this internship position opening up. I could maybe like put in a good word for you, and and I was like, oh, I actually have uh, an interview with like who, who the director of BD, Sean, at the time, like like in like an hour, <laughs> something like that. And she was like, just because of that, like you should get no. the, the internship position. So did she give it to you on the spot? No, no. She was like, I'll put in. A, basically, I'll put in I'll a, put good, in a word. good word. Yeah, because like like you got the hustle. Was this video interviews or was it, were these in person? Uh, Skype. This was all Skype. Skype yeah. Okay. Okay, that's wild. So you had two interviews in the same day <laughs> for, yeah. for different things. I was I was did, nervous did, at did, first because I was like, I feel like this like, this appears because like might, I'm appla- and they're kind of different, right? Needy. Like, there's like, like does this appeal? Yeah. Not only that, but it was like one was for social media and the other one for was for business development. <laughs> yeah, so you know, what do you do? and yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like you're pitching yourself as. Like a perfect fit for each position, you know. So I was like, it's kind of like it's kind of weird, you know. But one of them's got to be wrong. No, that I I love that so much. I love that so much. She did. She know when she was interviewing you that you already came in for another interview. Was that was that transparent in those interviews, or, or did they not even remember or no? So she didn't remember right away. But then I I told her, and she was around the table like when I was there, and because she didn't recognize me right away, and then and then she. She, re- she then she recognized that it was me and she was like, "Oh shit. <laughs> like we got to get you in." Yeah. <laughs> so so you end up uh she puts in the recommendation and they how do you find out you you got the job? Yeah, so I, I so I did the Skype interview with with Sean, uh director of BD at the time, and um it went well and basically I got an email from him uh, a couple days later like, "Hey, like like we we think you're the guy like uh if 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 you want it, uh, the internship's yours, and you can start. Um, like, when can you start? Basically, okay, I got so many questions. Uh, so, where were you living at that time? I was still in Berkeley. 
Okay, yeah. so were you, did you end up working remotely? No, so the timing, I mean, the timing for this just ended up being perfect because I was, I mean, this was probably beginning of 2018, which is when I was graduating. I, I graduated May 2018, and this was probably around February that I was doing all these interviews. And and so I was just like, hey, like I can I can join you guys. Like I think I was it was probably like in a month or two. You know, I can start in a month or two. Yeah. Did you? Oh my goodness, it's such a great story, man. There there's so many parts in that story as you were telling it, where you could have just threw in the towel. It, and I'll and I'll tell you why. Even in points that weren't clear obstructions. So even sitting and watching Tom, right at at, at the conference. A lot of people probably had the same idea. It would be fun to work for him. But then they put this self-limiting belief that uh, I'll never be able to get in touch with them. So they didn't even pursue it, right? Then you went and you did the, the you experimented with the bike technique, right? That failed and people would have thrown the towel at them. Like, uh, I'll, there's no way to get his attention, right? So then you end up making the sales phase. You get the interview. You show up to this house. Or even before that, I think I think a lot of people and, and even me, if there was like a scheduling conflict of like an opportunity that would take because the, the opportunity brings me out of my comfort zone, like an interview with Tom Billu, right? I would probably make up an excuse like uh, I'm too busy, I got school. It just won't. The timing doesn't work out. Like a lot of people would have been like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I got school," and it just w- wouldn't have happened. But you went, you showed up, you, you, you made the interview happen. Then they said you don't get the job, <laughs> <laughs> and and people, I, I'm, there's like one person, one of one percent of people that would like actually be like, "All right, it's still my job," you know, and just like having the 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 confidence and the and the persistence to like. And and when I say confidence, you know, a lot of people are like their egos are kind of hit. Like, oh, they, they don't like me. But you didn't see it that way. You're like, okay, like maybe the timing's not right. Maybe I, you know, maybe it was the wrong situation. And you just kept pushing and kept pushing. And then eventually you made it happen. And I think it comes from like something that you saw, like you believed in this future version of yourself that actually worked there. And there was nothing that was going to get in your way. You know what what it boils down to, I really think is I was so excited by the opportunity. And it was like, it was, it was literally the only thing I was that excited about at the time. And so it's like almost like it, it it's almost like there's no discipline or like there's it's not like it's not a discipline thing. It's like an excitement thing, yeah. you know, where it's like it's just like and I was That's I was great you're not even thinking, you know, just like going for it. And so yeah, I think it's a it great way of framing it. When you find like an opportunity and the opportunity, like I was saying, was just so right. You know, it was like this guy and I I like I've I always wanted to start my own company. It was like this guy that started a billion dollar company is like starting from scratch and like there's an opportunity to like go learn and like kind of like apprentice under him, you know, and it's like, it just felt too good to be true. What was it like? What was it like working for Impact Theory and Tom, Tom Billion? Yeah, it was, it was exciting, man. It, it's funny because like, I mean, it felt surreal the first couple of weeks and then you get, then you get used to, like you get used to anything, you know? Uh, yep. But just like having such like incredible people like coming because like all the interviews are recorded in their house, you know, they have their studio pretty much in the living room. And we I mean, we there was some amazing people that like just came every week, you know, oh, that came to the studio. You probably <laughs> that too. And I imagine the people that Tom are hiring too. they're all just 
hitters, just people that are like, like really pushing for more in their life. So you probably learn a lot from them, and and you're you're truly becoming the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Is, is your job at the beginning? Is it does it change over time? Like does it, it comes in as a is, is a paid or unpaid internship, and then does it develop into anything else? Yeah. So uh, it started as a business development internship. Uh, it was like a okay. ninety day unpaid internship. Honestly, like. Like there was no kind of like, it wasn't, there was definitely no promise of like kind of like a job after that, you know? Cause like, even though, I mean, Tom is, I mean, relatively wealthy, you know, from, from the company before, like he, what he's trying to do is he's trying to build a sustainable company, right? Like, like he's trying to build like a company that's sustainable that he doesn't have to like keep investing cash into, right? And so he was always like from the start, he was like, we can bring people in that can pretty much pay for their salary, right? And if that's not the case, like it just doesn't make us sense for us to bring new people onto the team. Explain pay, they can pay for their so basically salary. like they can generate the amount of revenue. I like especially like if it's like in marketing or stuff like that. Like they, they can, can prove it that they can pay for their salary. Like if they come in as an internship and yeah, and so like for for business development, it was like I was getting podcast sponsorship for the podcast, and it's kind of like it's very. Like you can write it down on a sheet of paper, you know. Like I got, like I got a, this is the outcome. I, I got a sponsorship deal that's worth like, uh, like twenty thousand dollars over like six months, you know. Like if I get, if I get like four or five of those, I can basically pay for my salary and more, you know. And I think he, what he was saying is like, we can only bring on people that can pay for their salary like two x, you know, because like it's one thing to pay for your salary, but then like you have to like. There's, there's a like you have to contribute on top of that, you know, and so like that Dude, was that's a great way of thinking. <laughs> it's a it's a business way of thinking, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> well, I, well it, it it gives you as the employee like a clear measuring stick of like what direction to go. Oh, yeah. To where it's not just like you know everyone just kind of floating. It's like nice, just like make sure you're posting on social media. Like there's very clear metrics that almost manage. Y- the direction that you need to go. Were you getting? Did you get sponsorships? Was that part of your role? Yeah. So uh, as an intern, which I was like, <laughs> dude, because like I, I was just as this uh, introverted kind of like college kid, you know, like I'm coming in and and uh, I was like, impressed duh. at like how much responsibility they they kind of gave me <laughs> up front, right? But, like the business development, uh, super cool guy, Sean. The business development. Shout out, Sean. Sh- shout out, Sean. He's a homie. I'm actually going to see him in a couple months um, when I'm Tell in, when I'm in Texas. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 was basically like, hey, yeah, um, like go go on and like like do like however you want, just like go and reach out to these companies, like identify these companies. And obviously, we sat down like the first day, you know, and he just like gave me a lowdown, and then he was just like, yeah, just go and get us some get us some deals, you know. <laughs> So, so are, are you just finding their emails the same way that you found Tom's team's per, emails? Pretty you know much, I, yeah. And so, so yeah. what happened is like I would listen to other podcasts in a similar space and like write down like all the podcast sponsorship, like all the companies that were sponsoring other shows, you know. And then I would, I would reverse. And this is where the LinkedIn skills come in, you know, like kind of the stalking skills. <laughs> I was like, I was like figuring out like every everyone that worked in business development or like like kind of like influencer marketing at that company through LinkedIn, you know. And then I would guess those people's emails, and I I set up a system for them where it was like mail merge. I don't know if you see what that is, but basically. You can send 
the same email kind of customized with like their name and like a couple of things to like like five to ten people at their company. So I'd like just send these out to a bunch of companies and and yeah, so I set those systems up and was reaching out and eventually I landed a couple sponsorships during the first I think I landed one during the first month with this company Wink. And so you do that, do you do that for like the 90 days and then what happens is, is that like, you know, you're you're closing these deals, you're getting sponsorships. What what happens after the the 90 days? Yeah, so actually within that 90 day period, there was kind of some you know, so the, the job I was applying for that I didn't get that was underqualified for, like the social media manager position, mm-hmm. they were still looking for someone and they hadn't filled that position. What, what was happening is at the time they were working with uh, Vayner Media, to like the agency, to mm-hmm. manage all of Tom's social media, and they were trying to bring that role in internally, in house. Yep. But but and so the 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 contract with Vayner was ending, and they still hadn't found anyone. Uh, and so I kind of sensed the opportunity, and I think I had expressed. I mean, obviously through me applying to a social media position, me sending a bunch of samples throughout like my whole application, I had kind of expressed that like that's kind of something I was interested in. And when that uh, basically, as they were coming to the end of this contract, they they basically didn't have anyone, and I was there, and I was like, I was interested, and so they were like, hey, like. Uh, and the funny thing is, they they didn't even hesitate about it. They were just like, "Hey, like, you want to try this?" <laughs> and I was like, "Like, heck yeah, I do!" You know. <laughs> and this was still during like my ninety day like the unpaid internship. So, so I gave that's it. A, so wild. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I I don't understand like why they gave it to me, but that that's kind of tells you the they, culture at Impact they, Theory is just like yeah, they they trusted you and your intentions and like like I think there's so much in. Uh, to just being aligned with their mission, mm-hmm. where if they if they hire talent that is aligned with their mission, they're probably com- they're pretty confident that hey, let's let's at least he, he, at least we trust them, <laughs> you know, you know. So if he breaks something, you know, we can, we can figure it out. So so you took on that role, and your job changes immediately, and and now is that paid? Uh, so oh. at first I was still like in this unpaid internship, internship. and I think like okay. two months into my internship. They're just like you're crushing it with this uh, with this stuff. Like you're you're basically growing the accounts faster than like Vayner was, and so like let's bring you on. Ah, dang, <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's bring you on full time. Like if like they basically sat me down. Like Tom and Lisa, uh, we had I had a meeting with them, and they were like, hey, like like we uh, we love what you're doing. Like like uh, do you want to come full time? And and I was like, yes. Did they, did they tell you? Did they tell you how much? It, they, well, I'm not going to talk about figures, but they just say like, this is the price. Like, this is how much we'll give you, and you're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I was like, I'll I'll, I'll keep working for free, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they basically offered yeah. offered uh, a salary, and I, I was very happy with it, and. Um, and yeah, and, and yeah, I, they they probably saw evidence that you were able to pay for your salary through the, your your output. So at the yeah, so that was a, that's a perfect example. Is like basically they were paying VaynerMedia something like fifteen thousand dollars per month to like to manage Tom's account, you know. And so like I, I was like a, a fraction of that price, you know. And so like automatically I kind of like paid for my own salary because I was like replacing that the agency, you know. Yep. Uh, so you take on that role, and what, what? When is this now? Is this like 2018? Still 2018, yeah. I think it was like summer of 2018, yeah. Okay. 
So you just start going ham. You go full head of steam. I imagine, I imagine doing that is working. You're working around the clock, and, and you're managing the social accounts. Uh, is it is it Tom's? Is it Impact Theory? Is it is it YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, like everything? So it was all of Tom's accounts, uh, social media accounts that were not YouTube. So YouTube was kind of like the 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 show, you know, like yep. all the interview and yep. stuff. There's a whole team behind that. Uh, but I took on like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and I was doing that for Tom. And then I was doing that for Impact Theory. And then later I started managing as well. Um, like we we kind of got into the whole comic book uh, industry, which is like another story. Uh, but like I started managing that, managing and growing that smaller uh, comic account as well. Now, as you're working with with this beast, right? He's. I think a lot of people would work with someone like Tom and be like, I, I've changed as a person. It's just like being around, seeing how he approaches the world. How did you change as, as you approached your work as a person, whatever, from the day that you started working with them to, to the day that you stopped working, working with them? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I think that like one thing that Tom is really good at is like, he believes in you more than you believe in yourself, you know? So he kind of sees what you can, he sees your potential, you know? And that's why he's mm. so good. I mean, that's why so many people kind of like are inspired by him is like, he's like, he, he, he has gone through his own hero's journey, right? And like, he, he believes to the core of his being that like anyone can accomplish anything, you know? And like, he, almost to like mm. a, like a crazy, like almost like upsetting, ups, uh, upsetting, like and like to an upsetting level where like some people are like, dude, but like this is just not realistic. And like, he has that like, <laughs> he he's like, you can you can do whatever you want, and you know, and like being around someone that believes that to the core of their being, you know, like he applied that mentality to his employees, right? And so he would consistently, like he was constantly like push us to do more, right? Like he would set goals for us that like we were like we're like. I personally that I felt were like crazy and like then he would be like dude you can fucking do it like don't like don't like ask like what would they take and then just like ask are you willing to pay the price you know and if you're not what would it take that's his big thing like like whenever you want you have like a big goal you know that almost feels impossible break it down break it down to like a science you know like what would it take like if like if I had all the resources in the world if I had all the time in the world like like break it down to like a physics problem. Like what would it take to accomplish this outcome? And then you have to ask yourself like, first, like, do I have these resources? Can I get these resources? And am I willing to put in the effort and like the price that it costs to kind of accomplish this outcome, you know? And then if, if you're not, if the, the answer is no, then like basically aim lower, you know, and like, <laughs> like find a goal that you are willing to pay the price for, you know, and that, that's one of the biggest things I got from it. It's like so powerful. I got the chills. You just talking about that, that, that belief I've been around, I've seen coaches, I've seen people I've worked with collaborators. There's just something where they, they see this, this, this potential, right? And just so, and just knowing that they see it, it's contagious. Yeah. So that's what he did for you. I, I imagine for a lot of the team members. Hundred percent. Yeah. Everyone that that's worked there, um, and kind of he kind of identifies the people that that are super hungry, you know, and and mm-hmm. then he, like you said, like he 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 channels that hunger, you know, and kind of like shows you that you can 
you can do more than you think you can, you know? That's, a, that's an amazing quality to have. Now, you, you've worked with, how long did you end up working with him? Uh, it was close to two years. Close to two years. And ultimately, you, you've currently switched, switched gears a little bit. What, what interested you in, in kind of like starting, starting a new direction? Yeah, yeah. So at the time, I was interested in traveling more, kind of. Uh, mm. uh, so there's, there's a couple things, but like one, I really like working from home, which for a lot of people is like super weird. Like this quarantine, I've just freaking, I've loved it, you know, just because I'm, I'm super introverted. When I work, I like to just be in the zone, you know, like no distractions around. And so like even when, like when I was at Impact Theory, like, at first, like there was some days where you could just I'd just work from home. Uh, it was kind of like a little flexible. Towards the end, Tom was kind of pushing for like, hey, like because he Tom is big on like to build in person. to build a strong company culture. You need like any, everyone needs to be in person. Yeah, which is a fair fair belief. Like I feel we can talk about like kind of like how our team looks like with Noah now. Like we have a pretty, we have a good culture, but like that's Tom's belief as far as like building a strong team. And so towards the end, he was like, "Yeah, we we want everyone." And this was before pre just pre COVID. Like we want everyone yeah, in the yeah. team all the time, which which is totally fair. And I also wanted to do a little more traveling. Like my my family is in France, so I want to kind of like visit them from time to time and stuff. And so I was looking personal projects and and kind of have time to do some of your own personal. Yeah, so that's another thing. Like the culture at Impact Theory is like like it's like all in, you know. And so I I I I know some people. Like I've interviewed some people on the podcast actually that that do balance freaking beasts. <laughs> I don't know how they do, but they have balanced like personal projects as well. But I personally didn't feel. Uh, like I could balance like a personal project on the side. It was kind yeah. of like a, it was like an all in, like kind of like 12, 14 hours a day um, working on on the accounts and stuff. And so I, I okay. also wanted more space to kind of explore my own projects, such as this podcast that I'm doing now. Very, very meta. So did you communicated all that with Tom and he was like, awesome, D- go do your thing. Like, how, or, or that's when, how was the conversation? Was was it, was it smooth or, or yeah. are you guys still homies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Tom is very open. Like he's always. That's something I admire from like just his leadership style. Was like he. I don't know if you've read uh, Principles by Ray Dalio, but like he basically built the the company culture. Radical candor. Yeah. That's it. Is that, yeah. is that the the principle? Yeah. yeah. He basically built the whole <laughs> company culture at Impact Theory around that book. Which is okay. it's pretty it's pretty wild to kind of have like a living, breathing organism of like directly from that book. But uh-huh. like you said, one of the things is radical candor and he like really lives that. It's like to the point where like when I started, like you you'll have like an intern like that that was expressing to Tom in like a team meeting that Tom made him feel uncomfortable by something that he did. You know, it was like that level of like the intern can like kind of like Share that type of stuff with the leader, the CEO. You know, Man, and like that's so admirable. Yeah, and then it's like during those team, we always had like a, during team meetings, we had like principles time, which is like like ten to thirty minutes at the end of each like team meeting, where it's like those things get discussed. Like anything that you have that's kind of bothering you, you bring it up and then you discuss it as a team. You know, and like you try, you basically find a solution to it. You know, that's so amazing. 
so so you were like, hey, hey, Tom, I got to go explore some other other situations. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> it, it wasn't clear at the time whether I wanted to stay or not. I, I basically told him yeah. that I, I wasn't super fulfilled anymore in the role. And I mean, the reason I, I was talking about Radical Commander is like I felt comfortable sharing that with him. It, like yeah. I wasn't scared like, oh, he's going to fire me because I'm expressing this. Like I didn't even know if I wanted to stay or not. Yeah. And I, 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 I basically seeked out his advice. I think I booked a breakfast. Like he did these things where you could like get breakfast for him, with him from time to time. And so, like, I booked one of these, and I just like kind of laid out like uh, that I wasn't excited anymore, and and um and he bas- he basically told me, yeah, like it feels like like your goals and the company's goals like aren't aligned anymore, and that that's totally cool, you know, and like uh, we'll do everything mm-hmm. to support you to kind of like move on to the next next position. So, did you get a reference from him? No, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> but okay, so so yeah, uh, you have a new job now, right? Uh, did you start applying to the new job? Yeah, so like after basically after that talk, I was I mean I did a lot of thinking, you right? Started poking around, yeah, and I wasn't really sure what it would look like, but like what I like I told you, like what I knew is like I wanted a little more free time to work on personal projects, and I wanted the flexibility to like work from home. That was like a big thing, work from home and work from yeah. anywhere, like kind of like that. Nomad lifestyle, you know, and and so what what I had in mind at the time was I have these skills from like managing Tom's account and also credibility, you know. Why don't I just start my own social media agency, you know? And so I I was starting to reach out to people that I thought could be good clients, you know. And one person that I had been following forever, just because like. When I started in mark, like I, I always had an interest in marketing, you know. Like one blog I, I used to follow was Noah Kagan's blog, and the reason I reached out is I saw, like in my mind, like I I looked up to him as like this genius marketer, you know, and he had like a huge online presence as far as like old school kind of community email building, list, right? Like email list, blog. Yeah. But then I was looking at his like social pages. And and they they really didn't look that. I mean, it, it didn't represent the image I, I had of him. And so I reached. I, I saw this kind of like this opportunity gap, right? And and so I saw an opportunity to add value, right? And so I reached out with kind of like a again like a whole plan of like what I could do for him. And he responded. Like we we started texting. And what's funny is I I think I sent that to him, and then he ended up coming on the show. And I got introduced through Tom. He, I think, what I did, what happened is I, I worked for him for like two weeks for free, kind of as a trial. You know, I was like, let me just run all your stuff, and like we'll see how it goes. You know, and I was still working at Impact Theory during this yeah. time, so it was like night, nights and weekends. I was like working on his accounts. Yeah, I'll, I'll tinker around. I'll, I'll, I'll help you where I can. Yeah, and and then I think as I was doing this. I see them post like a job application for basically what I was doing out, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> yo, I I uh, I want the job, you know." <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they just—I mean—they wanted to make sure they because during this time Noah was kind of starting to to take it was perfect timing because he was starting to take like social and like YouTube seriously, and uh, and so he just like wanted to find the best candidate possible, right? So since I I kind of started the process, and when 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 was this process? When was this? This was summer of last year. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, eventually okay. eventually he he brings me on the team. It met the ter- it met this sort of lifestyle 
things that you were looking for. You said you wanted to work from home. You want you want to be able to be remote, and so there was like a couple of boxes that that opportunity checked. Did um you and then you put in your two weeks at, at or you just wait or, or said you'll work with them until they find someone else that can do the job. That's actually a good. That's a good question because I actually I think I gave a six weeks notice like I really wanted to I mean I really want to leave in the best terms possible right so I was like hey yeah. like like I'm gonna hire my replacement you know like like I'll I'll do like I think six weeks to like two months you know like I'll I'll, I'll keep hire him train him like on board I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll stay here yeah basically I'll, I'll stay here for like up to like two months and like I'll really try to I mean I'll really help you guys just like hire the perfect fit you know unfortunately it's really hard to hire for this position like like I was telling you like like they were already hire like when I came in like they they were already having trouble to hire someone for this position because like finding someone that has that track record of like managing other big accounts it's like it's just relatively rare and it's hard to hire yeah, for yeah they they usually work for like the agency <laughs> and and you have to hire an agency it's hard to to find that singular person that can be that utility person and and grow that account yeah no exactly yeah. So we we didn't end up finding someone during that trial period, but like I did want to give them like as long as possible. So I, I think I stayed you, you, on. You didn't. We didn't find didn't someone, find and they still okay. they still haven't found someone. It's been like like uh, over a year. <laughs> you know, it's it's just crazy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> all right. So did did you have to get a reference from anyone like from Noah, or he just trusted you enough to? With with what you were able to do with this account, or did you have to say like, yeah, like so and so at Impact Theory can vouch for me? Did you need any of that? No, no, no. Damn, yo, metrics go a lot of <laughs> metrics no, go far, man. It definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a, I think that's metric, a It's takeaway. not only, me, but like, let's say I didn't have the experience. Like, I think just the work you show, you know, of like, hey, yeah. like here are the posts that I would be posting like on your account, right? I think like just like being able to. And and also like the 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 trial period, you know, like the two weeks, like let me work for for you for free, you know, like just like that, just those are ways to kind of, I think they're way more powerful than than references, where it's like someone that yeah, like references are to me ridiculous, where it's like like you're asking the candidate to give you to like to give you a like the phone number of someone like one of their friends that like really appreciates you to like tell them how they're at work. Yeah, it just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Okay. So so you start working for Noah and you're working remote. Yeah, and, and honestly uh that it's the job was it fit all of the criteria of like what I wanted, right? Uh which is why I like uh it jumped ship like so fast. It was like I can work from from anywhere, you know, uh, like which means I can work from home, uh, which mean and it's like, I mean, it's it's aligned with my skill set, you know. And uh, what I was telling you the other day is like, what is funny is I I got hired for social media, but like the first week of working there, we basically decided to focus on YouTube only, which I had which I had like almost no experience with. But that that was that turned out yeah. to be amazing, just because like it's it's uh, it's a platform. He's, what's that? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm, I was just gonna I'm say it's, like, it's a platform that I I hadn't worked with, so it was like a, a new area of growth. And I mean, I found that it's like just like a fascinating platform. It's it's just so much fun. It's a lo- it's like there's so much more complexity to it than than the other platforms. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a blast. So, what is the official title? 
You- uh, now the title is producer. I'm the producer for his YouTube channel. And we talked a lot about working with Tom. I'm curious what it's like. What have you learned? Uh, what have you learned? You know, you're making content on the side right now. What have you learned from working with Noah that you you could apply to your own your own content? Yeah, so many things, man. I think the so the there's a couple that come to mind for the podcast specifically. Like one huge lesson that I learned from Noah is similar to what I was just saying of like him just like getting started. It's like if you have an idea that like you're really excited about, like just get started and like start putting stuff out without it being perfect, you know? And then the key is like keep going, Uh, like consistency. It's another thing from working with Noah, but also like looking at other YouTube channels that have succeeded, you know, it's just like people that consistently, consistently put out stuff like content like every week for like two, three years, it's almost like impossible for them to fail, you know? (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of the times, I mean, for me, I've started so many projects that just like stopped after like a month or two, just either because I got bored with it or because I got like probably discouraged. Like a lot of times I think what happens when you start a project is like you start like encountering like some friction, you know, and like some stuff is like, like uh, it's getting a little harder, you know, and like you're not seeing the fruits of the project, like you're not reaping the fruits of the projects right away, right? And so you just like start making excuses as far as like, hey, like I'm just not excited about this anymore. This is kind of like a, this is like a, a dip, you know? Like you're a big fan of Seth Godin, right? Like that's a huge like the dip is is a fascinating concept, but um, but yeah, I think so. So the Noah has this thing, the law of 100, which is like like whatever you whatever you start. Like just put a hundred of that out until you like quit, you know, until you stop. And so, yeah, that that's a big thing. Another big thing is like we were talking about as well is like building a team around what you're doing. Like the reality is like you only have so much time to to allocate to, I mean, to projects like outside of work. You know, even like if you have a like a if you're not working around the clock, you know. And I mean that's something that I'm doing with this podcast, right? Where it's like I'm I'm working with an awesome editor, you know, who's helping me like edit it for YouTube and audio, which is allowing me to focus on the things that I'm interested in, which is like like reaching out, like what my strengths, I guess, which is like reaching out to people, like trying to find new guests and then doing the interviews themselves. And so like I feel like I've implemented some of that as well. Okay. So this interview has gone on uh it's been a long interview and and i i i've enjoyed it we we talked about your experience working with tom with noah i i do want to ask this question if someone is out there right now and they're in a situation maybe college maybe they're at a job that they don't love but they got their eye on something and it feels unattainable they got their eye on working with someone some creator some some brand what would you tell them that's a great question so first of all, I'd tell them that nothing is impossible. Like, like, like they 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 hundred percent can work with that person. And maybe it's not that person, because there is such a thing as like what I was saying before, like the opportunity gap, you know? Like for me, yeah, like when I noticed Tom, it was like he was starting a new company. So he was he was more approachable and it was like the perfect time to reach out, you know. A lot of the people, like, so I think. I was thinking of kind of like a game plan of like what that could look like. I think you should come up with like a list of like five to 10 people that you really would be inspired to work with. 
and then like try to like start start stalking them not as far as like reaching out but like start following them like on every platform they're putting content out so like if it's Instagram cuz that will kind of give you a view of like what they care about and like what they're up to you know so like figure out what's important to them right now and and like where are they at you know so an example is like Elon Musk is probably not going to be the right person to reach out to right now but let's say he starts like yet another company like I think yep. like one of his latest companies timing like one of his latest companies is like Neuralink right but like I think that that now that team is built up to like 50 100 people right let's say he starts yet like like the boring company let's say he starts that you know like how can you position yourself to add value in that position you know and it's not like it's not always going to be the right timing so like look at that list of 10 people and look at who is just starting a new project that they're excited about that you can help and it could be like not even their it can be like a side project they're working on like like a nonprofit they're helping with or something you know who on that list you can can you add value right now like who's in the position that they need help and like you can provide that for free you know piece 2 to that um to that strategy is now that you know there's an opportunity how do you catch their attention you know so it can be something like the website resume that I put together. It can be running ads like we were talking about before to target like something. It has to be something specific. It doesn't, I mean, you can copy these methods or come up with your own, but like what's going to resonate most with the person uh, you're trying to work with, you know? So cut, put, put together that, that lead magnet that's going to uh, put you aside, like that's going to make you stand out. And then, I mean, get it, get it in their hands. That's kind of like the easiest part, right? You know, you know. Can I add yeah. something to that? As you're saying that, I think part of that can be sort of what you did with with Tom's team. You, I don't know if you asked this outright, but you kind of just said, "What, what would, what do they need right now?" and start doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't wait. You know, if you like you say, if you start following them on social media, if you cut if like one, I'd say unfollow everyone that like you that, like isn't part of your goal. Yeah. Right. Because if you're if every time you 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 get go online and it's like people that are like similar or like like you'll get a sense of that industry, the goals, like what they what their taste and style is, right? So then you're learning it. It's becoming part of you. You're like, all right, I, I know their vision. And they'll be explicit about like where they want to go and where they want to take this company. Then you can take your skill sets, like what you can bring to the table and just start working for them before they tell you that you're you're working for them. So make whether it's <laughs> making that, a video yeah. or or design their new YouTube banner. If you're a designer, make a new logo for them. Just just make something love, that they will actually use. <laughs> I love what you said about like pretend that you're already working for them. <laughs> like pretend yeah, you're an employee yeah. there and just like start clocking in. <laughs> no, seriously, like like at nine a.m. Like start working. Okay, how can I add value to this business and do that for like a couple yeah. weeks? And like there's yeah, it's almost like if there is an opportunity that you can help with, like there's no way you're not gonna get. In the door, yeah. Or and in the worst case, maybe the timing isn't right, but you still understand the lay of the land now. But and maybe there's another company or personality that wants that same thing that you're able to provide now, and you have a case study. Yeah. And then another thing I yep. wanted to add that that I that I didn't mention is that a lot of the times these these people are kind of hard to reach. 
like even with all the beauty of technology and like Instagram DMs and yeah. all that stuff. And so a lot of the times you probably will have to go through like what they call like the gatekeepers, right? The people that are yep. working with them, uh, aside from them, that have basically direct communication with that person, go and tr- reach out to them and try to add value to them, you know? And I think that a lot of the time is going to be Build your- that trust. Yeah, that, that's going to be your your kind of, your door in. What is your Instagram? Let's say it. Let's at, John, at Jeremy John Mary. At Jeremy John Mary. DM him and say, hey, I want to work for such and such. What should? What's the first thing I should do? <laughs> yeah, <not> exactly. <laughs> Very clearly. And if he doesn't know the answer, hit me up. <laughs> at bonus footage. <laughs> Yo, man, this is amazing. Anything else you want to uh, share? No, I think that's it. I really appreciate you uh, doing this, man. You're, you're an amazing interviewer. Uh, I think uh, oh. listening to this episode, I'll, I'll have a lot of notes to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to see this interview. I, I, I think I'm a good interview when I, when I really am interested in the story myself. So uh, I think what you've done is a great example. It's a, it's, uh, it's again. We were talking about Tom. Tom was able to show you what's possible, right? I think you by sharing this and, and creating these interviews in this platform, you're showing people what's possible. So they don't always have to like feel like they have to go the traditional route, you know. A, a college degree, a, you know, a certain traditional like pass, it it it's not a hundred percent. You know, it, it doesn't just mean that you're gonna like set up. You got to go out and you got to get these things. And you're a, a, an example that you know, if if you want to do something, you can go out and you can do it. So thank you for sharing your story on your own podcast, <laughs> and thank you for letting me interview you here as well. All right, man. Thanks, and um, and I will be interviewing you. I think we agreed next week, right? Yeah. Oh, darn. You got to interview me now. All right. Cool. Cool. So cool. I'm with he, it. I'm with Tom it. has a fascinating story. So, um, so stay tuned, guys. <laughs> there you have it. I hope you got something out of this interview. I'm really trying to make this as valuable as possible to you. So, if you have any feedback on how I can make this better, if you have any questions for me personally, I'll get back to you. Reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at Jeremy John Mary. You can also comment if you're watching on YouTube. You can just comment below. All right, thanks for listening and have an epic week.